0: Grace and peace to you from our Lord Jesus Christ. I'd like to welcome all of you to our worship service here on the second Sunday of Advent. I welcome those who are worshiping with us in person. Uh, I welcome those who are worshiping with us online. Uh, my name is Stephen Coleman. I'm associate pastor here at Reveille, and our lead pastor, the Reverend Dr. Pete Moon, is preaching this morning. We are continuing our sermon series on I Can't Wait. Uh, Last week we talked about how hope can't wait. Today we are talking about peace can't wait. So we are glad that you are here with us this morning. Uh, A few quick announcements to make. Uh, Next Sunday we will be having our Christmas concert uh, here at Reveille. Uh, We'll have an open house in the Welcome Center at 3 o'clock, and then the concert is at 4 o'clock here in the sanctuary. So we hope you'll come and join us. Uh, for that concert next Sunday. Also this Wednesday we will be having a uh, special uh, author speaking, Kristen Green will be here to continue our discussion about the book, The Yellow Wife, that will take place on uh, Wednesday. Uh, We will have dinner and then uh, a talk in our fellowship hall. If you would like to join us for that dinner, you can uh, sign up by going to our uh, website. Uh, Now I'm going to invite our uh, pastoral intern, uh, Bio up. He's got a special announcement to make for all of us this morning.
1: this group of young adults, and I know young adults, are such a, it's, a, it's a funny term to define, so I will say, because I don't want to restrict anyone from coming to join us, but I will say preferably people within the ages of 18 to 25, but those of us who also have seeking spirits and inquiring spirits, and the class is called inquiring, Inquire and Inspire, uh, those of us who have inquiring spirits and want to walk out feeling inspired are more than happy to join us as well. So January 10th, it's a Tuesday. And more details will be coming forth as we uh, get towards the new year. Thank you all for your time.
0: Thank you, Baia. And let us now prepare our hearts and minds for the worship of the living God. The Lord be with you.
2: What can't wait? Peace, peace. and repentance among and within us. We will wait for a lot of things, but we will not wait for peace. This world is with division, false, and self We do not want to be passive bystanders in this division. So today, we light this candle of peace as a reminder that we have a role to play.
0: Having gathered into the presence of the Holy God, let us now confess our sins with our prayer of common confession and then our silent personal confession. Let us pray. Creator God, not a day goes by when you do not invite us to be peacemakers and advocates, listeners and good Samaritans. Not a day goes by when we are not asked to be a friend to a stranger and a neighbor to those in need. Not a day goes by when we are not asked to be the people you call us to be. And yet, day after day, we lose sight of your hope for this world. Forgive us for walking a different path and grant us the strength to prepare a new way, your way, here. Gratefully, we pray in Christ. Now, hear the good news. Remember that Christ is born on Christmas Day to save us when we have gone astray. O tidings of comfort and joy. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. I invite you now to share signs of peace and reconciliation with those around you. And I invite our children to come forward now for our children's message.
3: We can be right here. We got a few more. Come on up. We always have room for everybody up here. We are so excited to see you every Sunday. You know, you all are facing this way. I'm going to come to you. Come on up. We got anybody else want to join us? Oh, there's a few. Come on. Come on. We got room for you. Come on. I got to tell you, it's so fun to see all you boys and girls. You all looking good, like Christmas is coming or something. I look at yours too, looking good. Well, hey, I want to tell you all a story, I think we got everybody, of something happened a long time ago. Uh, once upon a time, there would be a time when you would wake up in the morning at your house and there would be this blue thing on the driveway. Ever, you, you all part probably, are, you probably remember, this is a long time ago. You would go out there in the dark, and you'd pick up this blue thing, and then you'd bring it into your house, and you know what it is, don't you? What is it? it your grandma has a newspaper out there. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Hold on just a sec, because you're right, there, there is a newspaper in here. And you know, I don't have it in my driveway anymore, I miss it, but you know, it's a funny thing when you sit down and read the newspaper, there's a lot of fun things, and Sundays there's some comics in there, which are great, but you know, every time I read this newspaper, there's a lot of bad news in here, you know what I mean? A lot of stories about wars all over the world, and people not being very nice to each other, and all the things that are in here, sure there's a lot of good stuff here, but the newspaper tells us that there's a lot of bad stuff around too. But here's what we're learning. Can you all turn around and look at those candles up there? You see, we have two candles lit right now, and today we lit the second candle to remind us of what happens when Jesus comes. Jesus is here to bring us peace. Do you know what peace is? That's when you get along with everybody, and you get along with God, and you get along with your brothers and sisters, and you learn how to do all that. Well, Jesus, we're learning in church today that Jesus is going to come one day and make sure all of that happens. But we're also learning today how Jesus helps you and me to get along with each other, our brothers, our sisters, our parents, our friends, the people in school. So hold on to that thought as we make our way to Advent, because Miss Kathy is here, and Miss Kathy is going to continue to uh, talk to you about some special gifts we have throughout.
4: A mystery advent gift that each child will get. <gasps> you remember? You got an, a mystery advent gift. Pastor Pete's going to show you. If you were not here last Sunday, you're going to get one of these. After our message, you can pick one pick one up. Today is another mystery advent piece. <gasps> Lily's holding it for us, okay? So Pastor Pete's got the first one. If you weren't here last Sunday, get one of those. Everybody gets one of these today. It is a mystery. You'll have to come back next week and the next week to get all four pieces before you can see what it is all put together. Does anybody have an idea? What do you think, Eleanor? Okay, we're going to get to the end after two more weeks, right? What do you think, Cooper? Cooper? You think it's going to be the Holy Family? Hmm, that's a good guess, May Louise. A man, the, a manger, or a heart—that's a great idea because of the shapes. So, everybody, make sure before you leave today, you get one of those and one of these for today. Okay? Let's all say a prayer. Thank you, Jesus.
3: Thank you, Jesus, for
4: coming into the world.
3: Coming into the world and
4: bringing your bright light.
3: And bringing Right. To all people. To all people. Amen. Amen.
4: Great. Thank you for being here.
3: Okay. If you didn't get one last week, I'll give you one of these. Okay. You got one. Okay.
4: Everybody, get one of these. There
3: you go. One of these. Eleanor, did you get any one of these? Did you get one last week? Okay. There you go. And you got another one too. Just grab one. Oh
5: yeah.
6: Please join me in praying the prayer for illumination. Gracious God, as we turn to your word for us, may the spirit of God rest upon us. Help us to be steadfast in our hearing, in our speaking, in our believing, and in our living. Amen. Today's first lesson is from the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 1 through 12, which may be found in your pew Bible on page 784. John the Baptist, son of Elizabeth and Hezekiah, began his prophetic ministry. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Now John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts, And wild honey, then the people of Jerusalem and all of Judea were going out to him and all the region along the Jordan. And they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, you brood of vipers. Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to yourselves, we have Abraham as our ancestor, for I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the true root of the trees. and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing float, floor and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the chafe he will burn with unquenchable fire. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
3: Our second reading for the morning comes from the book of Isaiah, reading in chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. Will you listen now for the word of God? A shoot shall come out of the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, his delight The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord God, as your word is proclaimed this day, we will be so bold as to proclaim that there is peace available to each and every one of us. Fill us with that truth. Help us to understand the nearness of your kingdom. For we ask this through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Well, we just heard those words from Isaiah 11, and I'm imagining that those words sound a bit familiar to you. We read these words typically throughout the season of Advent, but these words should be familiar for another reason. Have you ever thought about how many works of literature, how many movies, how many other contemporary settings are based not only on the tone, the theme of these nine verses, but are also structured around the pattern of the verses as they unfold through Isaiah? Maybe you discerned the flow. Did you hear what happened? There was a prophecy of a coming king, a shoot shall come from the stump of Jesse. And this coming king, it tells us, will make righteous and declarative decisions that result in justice. This king will intercede on behalf of the poor, but with righteousness, it says, he shall judge the poor of the earth and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And then the, the whole tone switches just a bit. Because in the second half, this king, after these decisions, sets up his kingdom where the wolf lies down with the lamb. And it brings it all together in that culminating verse. They will not hurt or destroy, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Do you see the pattern? A righteous king is prophesied. And then he comes and he makes righteous decisions based on definitive truth. And as a result, this idyllic peace arrives in the land. I mean, think with me. How many movies, how many pieces of literature follow this fundamental pattern? It's striking. Homer's Odyssey, as Odysseus makes his way home, kicks out all the bad guys, and makes peace in his home. What about all the Arthurian legends where a king rises up, kicks out the bad guys, and establishes Camelot? And that's to say nothing of the contemporary movies. Lord of the Rings, Avatar, Black Panther, all carry the same theme. Not to mention nursery rhymes and fairy tales. And you see, there is a reason why this literature is so powerful. The reason that these movies become blockbusters. They capture something within us, within you and me, and indeed within the whole human race. Perhaps there is this innate need for this ruler. There is this innate need and hunger for a kingdom of peace, which this king establishes. And brothers and sisters, that is literally the good news, that for which our souls long. That for which these Advent candles count down has come and will come again. You know, folks have described the book of Isaiah sometimes as the fifth gospel simply because it offers such a clear presentation of Jesus. It is passages like this, written hundreds of years before Christ arrived on this world, that should fill us with wonder and hope and possibility to the very present reality, not only of the person of Jesus, but of this peace. And that is good news. Peace has come in Christ. It will come in Christ, but we don't have to wait for for it. It's right here, right now, and its name is Jesus. Well, you know, we begin this passage intentionally with this high-altitude view, but this Isaiah pattern and theme of which we speak It also, in a powerful way, descends down to speak to us about how we can be means of peace in our society, and also how we can be means of peace in our own lives and with one another. First, think about it. It's not only the movies. It's not only literature, but our history is replete with this pattern, how there is this decision for peace with justice. which which results in an established peace based on truth. Some of you may be familiar with what happened several years ago in the the Truth and Reconciliation Commission that was in South Africa. This is a part of the work of uh, Nelson Mandela and Bishop Tutu as they were trying to address the apartheid in the country and the aftermath afterwards. They put together this commission, that would name and document the human rights violations, and by naming and documenting and and addressing them, thereby they could find reconciliation and peace. And you may not know this, but Sierra Leone, the poorest country at that time in the world, followed that example after all the civil wars and the violence of the 90s and the 2000s. And with the leadership primarily from the United Methodist Church, they went forth and did the same thing. They went into the bush to all the back villages and named every name and every atrocity and every heartbreak and they put them exhaustively into a book so that they could be pe- there could be peace. The, the theory was that if we name this issue, we give it dignity, put it on the table, then we could agree and then we can find peace. And these two things, they work relatively well, imperfectly, but relatively well, to establish peace in these two countries. Unfortunately, we can also cite examples where it didn't happen. And that perhaps is right here in our midst, in the South. You know, two years ago, if you all remember, we were struggling with the issues of the statues here in Richmond. And just as a reminder, the reason that the statues came down The things we have learned largely because of our partnership with two African-American churches and multiple conversations with them, listening to their perspective. Now, you may agree or disagree with the removal of the statues of late, but it's always helpful to listen to other people's perspectives. In fairness, those who desire to keep the statues in place considered them historical and perhaps as a result not currently harmful. And those who desired the removal, especially our African-American brothers and sisters, they said that the statues were built to sustain a false narrative, a false history, the lost cause, a sort of nostalgic review of it all. And they ignored the history of slavery and thereby contributed to a falsehood in our history instead of the truth. And it doesn't take much to presume that racial peace can't abide in us or our city until a truthful narrative can be embraced. Well, in a few weeks, we're going to do a sermon series on that, and we're going to say more about it. And it's one thing to take that to a social level, and we will. But Advent is also about a personal level, a time of preparation and repentance. As together we pray, Come thou long, expected Jesus. And as a result, we apply this Isaiah 11 pattern to our own lives so that we can find this peace. At first, it doesn't seem very probable from our New Testament reading from John the Baptist. But you see what John does painfully and intensely. John does this Isaiah thing in our midst. He speaks the truth in a very loud volume. He speaks to religious leaders and uses high-volume phrases like brood of vipers and coming wrath and axes to the root of the trees and fire and that always grabs our attention but hidden in between there is this softer image a description in which we can find ourselves indeed you hear these words people went out out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan confessing their sins they were baptized by him in the Jordan River You see hidden behind all the fiery language, there's an image of you and me. Regular people, simple, regular people, quietly making their ways to the waters, confessing their sins. Could that be us? Could that be us in these weeks of Advent, embracing this Isaiah 11 pattern, taking time to speak and listen to God, invite the Spirit to look into our hearts. Invite the Spirit to reveal God's truth in us so that we might ultimately find peace. You know, one of the favorite psalms that we all have is Psalm 139, that, that beautiful psalm where David in, praises God that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We can't escape from God. There's this beautiful language, verse after verse, that goes down. But then David gets to this fundamental ending prayer where he asks God, he says, Seek me and know me. Test me and see if there is any wicked way within me and lead me into the way everlasting. It's this powerful prayer that brings it home but is germane to this season of Advent. It's a hard thing to get there, but I think that during this season, there's an unlikely source of encouragement. I wonder if you're like me. As the years unfold and as we grow in age, repentance becomes easier. You know, the older I am, the easier it is to join that crowd, going out and confessing our sins and heading out for the Jordan River. Maybe it's just because as we grow in years, there is time to consider what could have been. As we grow in years, there's time to consider the missteps of our youth and to get some perspective on that. As we grow in years, we can think about the if-onlys and joining the country song that says, I wish I knew now what I knew then, or knew then what I knew now. But what's interesting is for all the lampoons of midlife crises, for men and for women, there is an untold benefit it can put us right into the Isaiah 11 pattern. Suddenly you realize, I'm not all that. We aren't all that. And very likely we never will be. And that realization for a a strong ego can be catastrophic. But the tension also opens you and me up to the gift of the gospel. There's a reminder, friends, that we have to hold on to, especially during this season of Advent. The gospel only works on humble people. The gospel only works on repentant people. And we can't forget the gift of repentance. It is true. We get into that Isaiah 11 pattern, and we see ourselves as we are, the way God sees us. But here's the good news. The judge who judges us is the one who has come in Advent. It is Jesus the one who loves us is also the judge. And he was more than willing to take on every bit of our sin, our struggle, and take it to the cross. And repentance, it opens us up to the God who is grace, the God who is love, the God who strikes those decisions for the poor of the earth, for those who struggle, for those who seek, for those who find life, the folks who need hope in this day and age. That's what Advent is about. That's what John reveals out there in the desert. Our God comes to us in Christ, not only in forgiveness, but also brings the peace that can come after we embrace the truth, not only about ourselves, not only about our society around us, but also the truth that our God is love. Friends, all this comes together as we gather here at the Lord's table in just a few moments. And we'll celebrate the gift of Christ in the bread and the wine. But I also want to remind and encourage you about a United Methodist tradition. As we always have communion rails that are here, as you come forward and receive the elements, I remind you that these rails are open for a time of personal prayer that perhaps is helpful during this time as we prepare for the coming Christ. There, as in other places, we find that our God is a God of love who comes to us in grace, so that we might find peace and have it now. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
2: Let us offer prayers on behalf of the church and the world. We come to you this day, O God, with a deepening anticipation of your birth among us. We thank you for the gift of your love as evidenced in your son, Jesus. We pray for the church throughout the world— for our partner churches, Koinonia Christian Church, and Love Center of Unity, for our congregation and our denomination. We give you thanks for all of our bishops and pray especially for those who are moving to new appointments. We pray for all the ministries that build up the body of Christ, that in our many vocations we may serve together to your glory. We pray for this nation and for all nations, for elected officials and all leaders, that they will govern with courage and equity, and that they will work for peace and the common good. We pray for all in need, for the sick, the poor, and the dying, for the elderly and children, for parents and grandparents, for those who live alone and those who are lonely. We pray that you would help us to see and hear the needs of those around us and to respond in love. We remember especially this day those who are homeless, cold, and hungry. We pray for those who are overworked and those who are looking for work. Stir up in us the capacity for compassion. Empower us to act so that all may have life abundant. We pray for this community, for our neighbors and friends, and for those with whom we study and work. We pray for all who grieve this day, especially Betty Gromlick and her family, as they grieve the death of Betty's mother. We give you thanks for new weddings and new babies and pray that your spirit will surround these families and strengthen their love for one another and for you. Guide us and strengthen all of us to know the gifts of your grace, love, and peace, so that we might share these gifts with all the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
3: Friends, as we prepare to receive today's offering, we would like to uh, remind you of an Advent offering and a um, Christmas Eve offering that we will be uh, putting together. You have the opportunity to um, contribute to our Advent offering, which goes to United Methodist Family Services and Westview and Shalom and our PACE Center. We're going to divide that into those all up to the four uh, partners that are a part of our church and our ministry. Uh, We would encourage you to give generously as this offering continues and invites those of you who are online to see the opportunities to give online. We thank you all in advance for your generosity.
5: Thank you.
2: The Lord be with you.
3: And also with you.
2: Lift up your hearts.
3: We lift them up to the Lord.
2: Let us give thanks to the Lord our God.
3: It is right to give our thanks and praise.
2: It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets who looked for the day when justice shall roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. When nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy,
7: holy, holy Lord, God of power and might,
3: Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, whom you sent in the fullness of time to be a light to the nations. You scatter the proud in the imagination of their hearts and have mercy on those who fear you from generation to generation. You put down the mighty from their thrones and exalt those of low degree. You fill the hungry with good things and the rich you send away empty. Your own Son came among us as a servant to be Emmanuel, your presence with us. He humbled himself in obedience to your will and freely accepted death on a cross. And by the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, he gave thanks to you, and gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. all honor and glory is yours almighty God now and forever Amen. Amen. And now with the confidence of the children of God let us pray together the prayer our Lord taught us saying Our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The body of our Lord Jesus Christ is broken for you, and for me and for the world, Jesus was broken, that we might be healed. And the blood of Christ is shed for you and for me and for this world, that our sins might be forgiven and that by God's grace, we might be set free.
0: I'd like to invite our communion helpers to come forward now. And I remind you all that we will serve today by intinction. We invite you to come forward down the center aisle. We will have two stations up front come with your hands open. We will place a piece of bread in your hand. You can then dip it into the cup and take of the two elements together. Uh, As Pete mentioned in his sermon, if you would like to kneel at the communion rail and pray after taking communion, you are welcome to do so, and you can return to your seats by the side aisle. Uh, if you need gluten free elements, there are gluten free packets uh, that are available in the center uh, and If you are unable to come forward, we will also have communion uh, servers going down the side aisles that can serve you in the pew. This is the table of the Lord; it is not the table of Reveille Church. Uh, It is not the table of the United Methodist Church. This is the table of the Lord, and all are welcome. We invite you to come forward now and taste and see that the Lord is good.
3: Let us pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Make us ever faithful to your high calling. And grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit. To give ourselves for others in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord.
7: stand for our final hymn, number 218. It came upon the midnight clear. Sing stanzas one, two, and four. Let us sing
5: together.
2: To go forth this day please consider purchasing one of our glorious gifts all of the proceeds go to benefit ministries and you have a little insert in your bulletin so just take that with you for details
3: and now the blessing of god almighty father son and holy spirit be with you now and forevermore as we go in peace and as all god's people say amen